0: Welcome back everyone, it's so good to see you and as always, this is the Lagging Behind Podcast, episode numero twelve. And as you may have realised, no, I am not the Geordie Delight that is our good boy Squiggy. I am Sean or Slazo and I'll be hosting today. But I am still joined by the Queen of Gaming herself, Laura. How are you doing, well? Hey.
1: I'm good. I like how I've been promoted to a queen. It's got old school vibes from this other product I used to be on. Yeah. Um, uh, I always end up being royalty. That's quite nice. Um, yeah. I'm good. You didn't even call yourself King Slayzo, which is a bit odd. You sort of demoted yourself. And I did.
0: I tried to shuffle that King moniker away a while ago. Like, there's there's and a reason I'm Slazo King on Twitter.
1: No, I keep bringing it back. oh and thanks. To be said, this is your first time hosting as well. I thought you would have given yourself a little grander entrance.
0: I, well, you know, it's, it's, I gotta, I gotta keep it subtle. Like, I can't just go grandiose on everything. Otherwise, like, I can't just be like the two podcast host champ or something.
1: I feel like I set you up for that and you just did. So, uh, you you just did go there. Thanks,
0: Bay. So, you're welcome. So, yeah, if you've not listened to this before, firstly, uh, awesome to see you. Don't forget to subscribe or follow on whichever podcasting platform you're using, be it Apple, Spotify or Anchor.fm. But uh for those of you who are new listeners, then we basically, instead of covering brand new gaming events and current affairs like that, there's like a series something or a PlayStation 6, I think. And That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the games of yesteryear. So we're here to delve into good old Nostalgia Street. But before we get there, we op- we're going to open up, as we always do, with what we've been playing. So, Laura, what have you been playing this past fortnight?
1: Okay, well, I'm going to kick sk- it off with a little bit of venture of Fall Guys, because I'm closing Ooh. in on that, maxing out my uh, battle pass, season pass, whatever you want to put battle pass thing. And I want to get that sweet, sweet finish before season two drops in a couple of weeks? couple of weeks? Uh, no, it's it's the start thinking. of
0: October, two? I think. So, yeah, yeah about so, two to three weeks two. as this goes live
1: few weeks when then full guys will be all i want to play with that medieval theme but i mean full guys as it is right now has been one of the highlights of the year gaming wise for me because it's actually made me want to game it's actually made me want to play with people that sounds really antisocial
0: but <laughs> no i, I get but that it's definitely it's a very
1: accessible game
0: yeah it's brought um certainly in our click as it were it's brought a lot of people back together to play games that like you'd think the big budget releases like call of duty or fifa would do that but full guys just this simple little dumb 3D platforming, Battle Royale, but that's the one that's got us all together.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's also the certain point, like, certain people don't like FIFA because they don't like football. Say hello to yourself. Um, Hi, me. And then Call of Duty is a certain point where I-, I find that you either get really into it or it just does nothing for you. I think we all, those people, are <laughs> <laughs> kind of burnt out on Call of Duty. And there's <laughs> just that a sort little. Of, yeah, that sort of thing. And even then, Call of Duty... While the games are short, especially with something like Warzone, it's not got that pick up and play vibe. Whereas Fall Guys, you know, you could pop on for like 30 minutes and have a couple of games and yeah. not feel like it's like that. But Call of Duty is like a big effort to come on and like, oh yeah, we're going to play Call of Duty for a few hours. That's how I find with it. I don't think it's a game you could just pick up and play. I think FIFA has that pick up and play vibe as well. But when you're like trying to organise club games, you want to make the most of everyone being there, so you want to do five or six in a row. Pick up and play by yourself, sure. But as a team or group, you need a bigger window. But yeah, Fall Guys has been its continuing and chart himself. Won a few more crowns. Still haven't got that achievement for winning 20, I think it is.
0: Uh, you're, <laughs> you're way ahead of me. I've still only won twice. I, yeah. I keep I'm making it to finals one. and then losing.
1: Yeah, well, the finals is, I get in my own head. I mean, the he- I think Jump Showdown is the one I win the most crowns on now. which I'm, So I'm glad that's in the uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be fair. Um, hexagon, I know there's a technique and sometimes it's just you get too panicky. You get you're in your own your head. I know you've got to go slow and then you just end up cursing yourself and that full mountain, I still think there's a bit of luck to it. Like there's a bit of there's skill to it, don't get me wrong, but there's a bit of luck to it as well. So that hasn't, but yeah. Yeah, Fall Guys has been fun, 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 fun.
0: I will uh, also say, because I've been playing some Fall Guys as well, the fact that uh, you only need to get to level 40 to max the pass actually kind of makes me want to do it. Like, it's not like some of the like some of these games, like, I imagine Warzone, where it's like, oh, do you want to get to rank 100 and something? Like, no, no, yeah, that's way too it, much effort.
1: It seems a lot of time, especially as you get more points, the further you go in Fall Guys. So when you consistently get into the final, you're getting a huge chunk forward every time. Yeah. Um. So that is nice. I would have it if on the first day, I think I'd have it by now. on the first day and the second day when the servers were terrible, they stopped disconnecting me and not giving me my stuff. I don't think that backtrack... Like, people have yeah. their crowds back, but the little stuff, I don't think. They I'm not did. sure
0: if it, yeah, I'm not sure if you are going to back. And I've had some where I've disconnected, like, after a round, it's like, oh, you've been disconnected. I'm like, ah, oh, it's experience I'm not getting. Dang.
1: Yeah. That sort of vibe, um, I feel like if that had a bit of a thing, but they've managed to get the servers working quite well now and stuff like that. Everything seems. Yeah. Flowy. I mean, to be fair, we play on the PS4, and yes. I know cheat is a huge problem on the PC one. And that's big one of the things that uh, they're trying to address and seem to be doing really well on based on the little hotel that you can follow on Twitter <laughs> who updates daily how many te- cheaters have been banned I wish I need to turn off notifications because I just don't care um,
0: but, but uh, what yeah. else besides the four guys
1: okay I'm trying to think I've done some FIFA you know football, se- football season's bad football so crazy I'm
0: little- football mad
1: I'm a little hyped because all the football is up back, the season's underway and what better time to get into FIFA because this is always the thing with FIFA, you won't relate to this but obviously (laughs) the the new FIFA comes out the end of September, October time normally. I think it's the same with this year, I think it comes out October 5th I think, I could be wrong, I might have just made that date up but it's around that time the new FIFA but by the, just before the new FIFA's come out, in that last month, is normally when the football season gets back underway and you get this urge to play it again, like the previous one. So, yeah. So Are you game. saying
0: they plan this, Laura?
1: They do. Well, no. It's just a FIFA has a weird life cycle. So you buy your FIFA on launch, you play it a lot like any new game. I know you don't relate to that because you like to keep them in the wrapping. But um, <laughs> no, so you get a new
0: game. I can't deny it. it that's the worst bit.
1: So, you get, the, get a new game, you play it a lot. So that's the same with FIFA. Then you'll just probably maybe phase out plays other games, then maybe odd games here and there. But then in the last few months of the cycle, you get hyped because the season's just ending and you want a football fix, or the season's just returning. It's that period across the summer, so you end up playing it. And then while that's happening, they're advertising the new FIFA, and you're like, oh, I always play FIFA, I'll get the new one, and that's how they get you. And you're stuck in a cycle forever. But um, yeah, to be fair, I'm still a bit annoyed that um, they haven't really announced much new details on club for the new one. So I'm playing the current one and just doing all club and I'm like, I'm going to end up buying the same game again, aren't I?
0: All I've seen about the new FIFA is that they're removing one of these like legacy currencies they've had for like six or seven years. I, having not played FIFA, it's used to me, but like these... yeah. Games.
1: It's because right. the new laws come in. I think they're bracing themselves, are not they, with
0: all the. Oh right. Oh, was oh, that man. to do with um. I think so. Loop. It's, it's not quite loot I... boxes and FIFA but that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Currency thing. I think that's to do with that. I could be wrong, but it might be removed. It. I mean, they've been... ultimate team is the mode they tend to edit every year. To be
0: honest, that sounds really
1: bad. Like they're not editing, but that's the mode they always go big on because that is one of the ones that a lot of people are really into it's where they make their money laura and there is that that is the second point literally but, um, a bit over
0: a billion per year if i remember
1: that's crazy it's that it's accurate it's believable to be fair but um yeah so i've been playing some fifa getting ready excited ready for the new season so it's like i'm playing <laughs> getting excited combined into this new season um what else have been playing oh okay need to go because my xbox obviously given the game pass some love i would be playing more but, you know game pass is making me actually playing my Xbox all the time. So um I spoke about Battletoads on the last one. Um and I finished Battletoads now.
0: Oh man, were um, there any uh, more of those annoying shit puzzles that you hated?
1: There was annoy more some annoying puzzles, but they weren't um they weren't full on annoying and shit if that makes sense. Like they were like okay. this is a bit random, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as that mini six mini puzzles at a time, hardly any direction.
0: Yeah that's like the one I was on like, the
1: Yeah. There is an achievement by the way for not failing at any point during that by the way and i saw that exists now and that scares me um yeah because i just think that's impossible but
0: <laughs> are you going um, for the thousand are you gonna uh, try that uh,
1: there is to be honest i looked at some of them there are definitely more achievements i could get like i could go get more of the collectibles because i got like i think i got like 60 or 70 percent of the collectibles in the one playthrough so i'm not exactly uh, miles off getting all the collectibles yeah. and there's little ones doing certain puzzles quicker or not firing any or countering firing not um doing so you know like the ones where don't fire your gun in this level but like battle tone equivalent like don't hit a super move in that segment and stuff like that which would go back and do right and go get more a ranks and s ranks and as i got better as the game went off i did get more a and s ranks, so it wouldn't be that hard if i went played a few levels that i didn't get them on And also there's, I think, achievements for getting all the collectibles in one level, which is a couple of levels technically I have, but you get a bonus collectible for doing it under a certain time, and because I know what I'm doing now on the levels, I should be able to get all the time ones, you would hope. (laughs) So, I, I am open to it. But yeah, but Battletoads overall, really enjoyed it, really recommend it. If you have Game Pass, you have no excuse not to go play it. It's about three or four hours. So it's not the most taxing game in terms of one playthrough. It's fun, story, colourful. They tease a sequel at the end, which I was quite happy about. So I kind of want people to go buy it so I get my sequel. Um, I actually got sent a survey by Microsoft to review my experience Battletoads. I know it is. it's,
0: now, it's <laughs> Okay.
1: It was, it was no. in my email box. It's like okay. Um, what else was there? with Battletoads? The last, the only thing is the last boss battle was a little bit frustrating, and i feel if i cranked up the difficulty on it i might have ended up without my hair because you have like you fight there are two there's i can't really spoil the story here but you have two characters and you take them on one by one and then you take them on and their superpowers at the same time so it's a little bit of chaotic jumping it's basically it's a lot of like jump avoid jump avoid quick attack 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 jump avoid jump avoid attack 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 you know what i mean like yeah it, it, it's a bit intense But I really enjoyed it And I think you you especially would like it And I think anyone listening who likes any form of Beat-em-up, funny storyline game Or just wants a short game to play Would love Battletoads
0: Yeah, it is and, interesting uh, to see kind of beat ups making a Marvel resurgence now Because you've got that, you have Streets of Age 4 um, The Ubi event just happened a day or two ago Where Scott Pilgrim's coming back So it's like, whoa, this genre's back I
1: find it a bit weird that this genre is about, because obviously the next generation is nearly upon us.
0: And <laughs> yeah. it's, all about, it's all about
1: power. <laughs> it's all about power and graphics and that. And the thing that's sort of making a resurgence is like simple, not, not simple, but it's not like stuff that's very taxing in terms of power. What?
0: Well, steady on, Laura. You'll be saying games have never been about the graphics next and that that's I mean, not they on brand. It,
1: but I'm just saying, if you're going to sell me on paying out a lot of money for a console that could do x amount of power i want to see games that need to have x about the power if beat them up's making the comeback and i'm just playing it i might as well dust off older consoles like you know um
0: but uh, enough of next gen what else have you been yeah. playing
1: I was so, it's just it made me think battletoads you know if, if people were, like get next gen for battletoads i like battletoads but jesus oh it's got the colors pop even more like that. Um, I've also made more... Of, I mean, the Game passing is where I've got the thing, but I've... Uh, I mean,
0: yeah, you're using it better than I do, trust me, so... Yeah. Uh,
1: World War Z, I've been playing again a bit more. I still like it. Basic zombie game. The more I play it, the more fun I find it. If it's, like, it's one of those games you sort of appreciate... It's not nothing special, but just the simple concept of fight off a lot of zombies in a team with online people, and there's, it like... It
0: did always look fun kind of as, like, the sort of spiritual successes of Left 4 Dead considering we're not getting an actual success of Left 4 Dead anytime soon we're getting
1: new DLC though uh, D-
0: alright sure they've pumped out one bit of DLC after yeah. 10 years look, oh, it's back
1: look. right if you haven't been given any form of crumbs for so many years I feel like you should take the are you going to play Left
0: 4 Dead 1 slash 2 now because of this
1: maybe for the point of my argument <laughs> yes in reality no I don't think I own them anymore technically so I had them on 360 I could just buy them on Steam or whatever but you know
0: lol Steam
1: PC gaming me at that me. point
0: you can play any campaign because they're all modded and everything
1: yeah pretty much but um <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, but was I've also played a little bit I oh. remembered when I said about a little bit of Sonic Mania which is our um, free stuff game yeah I, I, I need really to get back, back to that,
0: that. <sighs>
1: I mean, I feel we're gonna have a very interesting conversation on it. Um,
0: it's it's definitely gonna be me butting heads with whoever's on that episode. But.
1: Yeah, because let's be honest, I I already can tell you don't like two D Sonic, and <laughs> it, this is quintessential two D Sonic. Like, yeah, but we'll discuss that more in the coming weeks. It's something to look forward to, and uh, any Sonic fans, um, it's probably the episode you want to listen to if you want to get mad at Slazo
0: yeah that's uh, absolutely correct that'll be episode 15 uh sometime mid-october i believe that one goes live so
1: well slayzo they can't get mad at you for that but they can get mad at you for what you've been playing anything else you'd like to add and if you tell me gacha games i will try
0: i well gacha gacha's a life <laughs> so i've been playing those for forever but luckily i there's nothing i've had to religiously slave at for the last few weeks so that's all right um so we mentioned Fall guys so yeah i've also dabbled in a bit of Fall guys i'm past rank 30 now i'm on my way to 40 uh but i've still only won twice once at hexagon and once at uh, full mountain i've never managed to do jump showdown i've never managed to do more fumble i've come very close i i don't know it's like tail grabbing I, I don't know if it's maybe just so, like if it was always this bad but tail grabbing I feel like a lot more now I'm being grabbed from like half a mile away and it's like this is really frustrating and I get there were server issues at first but the game's been out for well over a month now come on guys, tighten that up please Uh, that and uh, I'm going out a lot more before finals now so uh, either I've gotten worse which is possible or the community's now gotten used to all the games and they're now running loops around me because I haven't played it a huge amount which is uh, a little worrying because, uh, you know, I want those wins and winning... It's also possible
1: it was always going to happen that the skill base was going to get higher and higher. I mean, you just look at Rocket League and how um, if you played that now, you'd barely get any wins online.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Um,
1: it's the same equivalent that it whittles down sometimes.
0: As you say, of, like, I, I have no idea win. how anyone will get the five wins trophy nowadays, Uh my plan <laughs> is when season 2 happens play that game religiously and maybe just maybe <laughs> I can get ahead of the you curve. Say
1: what, all the noobs coming back, you could take advantage of
0: them. Exactly. They'll be like, "Whoa, how does this? Work? I've got to drag things." And I'll be like, "Goal, I've done it. I win." Suckers. I mean, wow. you just look at slime climb to see the difference. Now it's gone from like a couple of people beat it to usually about a dozen or more people now beat slime climb. I would
1: say yeah, about 15 on average get through out of this. Yeah. That. And that's even on the... I mean, the ones you still see a lot of people eliminate on slime climb is when it happens to you very early and that there's loads of people trying to get up that little bit at the start. Yeah, I made
0: that mistake on one of them where I was like, I tried to jump onto the Dorito, as it's affectionately known, and I missed it. I was like, okay, I'll just try again. And then I missed it again. And then, oh, the slime's eating me. I was like, oh, I've been, I've been off at the beginning of slime climb. This is embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think... I think when you go out at the beginning of the cybercrime, when it's early on, it's five because there's just so many people, I think yeah. it's designed, with the cybercrime, there's just going to be impossible, because you're just getting bounced off those little jelly beans, your fellow jello beans, jello yeah. beans, jello beans. But it's, it's uh, so yeah, useful yeah. if you can
0: do it, because if you can do the jump correctly, you're usually in like the front couple of people, which means you don't yeah, have to fight, you, you, you don't you have to then, them. like deal with an army of people on the next set of slidey in night things.
1: Mm.
0: So, uh, but yeah, the that's,
1: granted, gr- the greatest obstacle in slime climb is other people.
0: Oh god, yeah. Other mm. people and being impatient is what will kill you in slime <laughs> climb. But uh besides besides the old fool guys, uh I've been playing more Persona Five Royal. So I've now cleared the second dungeon, the uh museum. Uh it kind of played pretty I as far as I could remember, bear in mind obviously Persona Five came out in twenty seventeen, so I'm relying on memories from three years ago. But uh, the dungeon seemed to play out pretty much the same. The only real difference was the second half of the final boss. Whereas, So in the original, it was kind of like he had a gimmick, you beat that, and then you could hit his actual form. But then after that, he went back to his old gimmick. Whereas in this one, you beat his gimmick, you wail on his actual form. And he goes, ah, I've got a new trick. And then he does his new gimmick, as it were. I'm being very vague here, because I hate spoiling people on things, but uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting change to the boss fight, and it certainly had me on edge, because you needed all four elements, and I only had three, because the fourth guy was on the sidelines. I was like, whoops, <laughs> mucked this up. So that was an interesting fight, because I had to account for the fact I couldn't really deal with some of the second half of the fight. I managed to win, but it was definitely like a lot of fun and all that, and I didn't die, so I didn't have to really sit... Resist- that again, I, si?
1: which is what you want,
0: pretty much. Of- yeah, it was like it was like it was difficult, kind of stressful, but not. I didn't die to it. Like there were a couple of other fights in that game where I died, and it's like yeah, now I've got to sit through half an hour of people yakking again. Woo. fun. But uh, as I say, like so that was a nice little thing. So now I'm on kind of the bit between dungeons, as it were, where um you can essentially your reward for beating them early is essentially you've got loads of time to do social link stuff and everything. Which is great, but because of my OCDness of wanting to talk to everyone on every day, just to make sure I don't miss any new interesting tidbits of like text or conversation, it means that like a day can drag on for like 30 minutes or more. So it's like I'm taking it steady, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it, as I say. But once I've once I've done this arc, I'll probably then jump onto other games because I'm trying to mix and match Persona with other stuff so I don't get tired of it like I did the first time around. Uh, and then the other main one I've been playing um, was Apex. So delving back in now that season six has launched, so there's a new crafting mechanic now. So all around the map there's stations where you can get crafting bits. I don't, there's probably a proper name for it—tokens, trinkets. I don't know. Basically, you can get them either from like stations around the map where you get some, or whenever you open like a standard kind of loot box style thing on the map that like gets you a couple as well. And then you can use that to craft a bunch of stuff in there. So you can get a weekly or daily pickup items that are always the same. So it might be like a purple shields on the weekly and you can spend 50 craft points and get a purple shield automatically. Uh, You can upgrade your armor now that in season six or everyone has the evolving armor, the Evo armor. Which um, basically the more damage you do, the more armor you get. So it starts off at like base level and goes like white, blue. What is it white, blue, purple? I mean, I can't remember if it goes through yellow or if it just goes straight to red after that. But uh, that's that's a nice thing. As I say, you can spend those points to upgrade that, which is nice. And it also comes with the caveat that when your while it's doing the upgrade, which takes like five to ten seconds, you don't have that item anymore. So uh, you've got to make sure you don't get caught on the bounce. Otherwise, you've got no armor. You're going to go down in seconds. So that's that's been a uh, that's been good fun. There's also a new hero. I completely forget her name. She's british indian i think um she's she's interesting i haven't bought her i've got friend the friends in the group i play apex with one of them's playing with her and she's a uh, kind of fun like her big gimmick is her special is essentially she can put like a mini turret down so she's one that requires kind of like thinking in advance and positioning and all that but if you do that well that's great uh what was the other thing oh i other one is she can put like a portable shield down like a chest high wall like in gears of war but then you stick a bit. Oh. On the th- oh, you can't crouch behind it. Though. Well, not like not like in Gears War. But then it also puts like a little thing on the top where you can shoot bullets through, and they do kind of more damage through it. Kind of like um, bloody not Galileo, but that guy in uh, Overwatch. I forget who it is the symphony guy
1: i, I never know much of it i know i know who you mean but i can't name them
0: yeah that's the, the, the thing. i can point to him and line up and go that one but yeah it kind of has that same kind of thing where any, when you shoot for it you do more damage so that's as i say that's that's definitely been interesting although uh, they've removed the party boat from one of the maps and that's frankly a crime if you're listening to this respawn the party boat was the place to be forever and now it's gone. I'm lot like where am I supposed to drop now? Bunker. Bring back the party boat. Or the train. Either or. I need these. I need these funky places to drop. But uh, that's about it for what I've been playing. So that's a
1: nice range though between us. Yeah, I was so gonna we say
0: we well. uh, we we cover. We everything.
1: Might be a man. <laughs> we might be a man down, but we still cover the range.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah. Hang on, I can do Squiggy. Squiggy will have played Full Zone. Full Zone? My God, right, I can't I speak. I was like, what? What's, What's Full that? Zone, Slazer? Ah, you see, it's like Warzone. But when Slazer gets the name wrong, that's what it is.
1: I thought you were going to go with he played Full Guys or Warzone, which is probably
0: accurate. I, d- does he play Full Guys? I don't think he does.
1: He might have dabbled one game in the two-week
0: <laughs> period. But I'm, gu- I'm guessing Warzone, FIFA, uh, maybe Sea of Thieves, and... Maybe Avengers, which... Yeah, we've got Avengers, I yeah. can confirm. Ah, okay. I will, I will just say, never expect me all or, Well, probably don't never expect me all or to be like, we've played Avengers, because we're the only two actually. in our clique who haven't.
1: <laughs> I mean, I... I don't, I'm not really inspired or interested in it, I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest.
0: Like, I, I didn't get
1: Destiny 2, because I got bored after Destiny 1, so... that's.
0: that's yeah, I was gonna say that's tried. fair, but I like Destiny too. But uh... no, I don't deny
1: it might be the better <laughs> game. But at that point, I was like, it's all gonna her out. I didn't have the money to, go to buy.
0: I'm that's that's good. absolutely fair and absolutely and what I happened. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not saying I'm Mystic Meg there, but it wasn't the hardest prediction in the world,
0: was it? Yeah, like I was mildly interested because you know Kamala Khan's in it, um, and Muzz Marvel, and I'm a big fan of the Ms. Marvel franchise, but not enough to like drop however much on that game. Especially when it seemed to be getting fairly mediocre reviews and everything. Yeah. But, again, we're talking about things that are actually happening. That's not the point of lagging behind. We're supposed to look back to the past. And what better way of doing that than looking at on this day? So, what games came out on September the 15th? Well, you might be surprised to know, quite a few big names came out. So, I'll get the first one out of the way, because I was literally just talking about it a minute ago. In Japan, Persona 5 came out in 2016. Boo! So, Boo, wow, okay. <laughs> the,
1: the day gaming died. Bruno. Sure.
0: Bruno. The, uh, the long awaited new installment in the Persona franchise that fans have been clamoring for after Persona 3 and 4 came out way back, I think, in like 09 and 10. And then obviously Persona 4 Golden had taken the Persona franchise to a whole new level of um, popularity and renown. Uh so yeah, Persona Five once again has the same kind of things where you like social link with various different party members and other people in the world, kind of learn more about their stories and such. It's got the combat which is sometimes described as like Pokemon for adults, where uh there's a lot of kind of elements and it uses the one more system. So if you hit a weakness you can attack again. And in this one you can like start baton passing that around, so you can chain up some insane powerful attacks with uh using weaknesses of enemies. Which is like how how I beat that second boss uh, that I was talking about earlier back in what we've been playing, and yeah, it's it focuses more on kind of kids revolting against unjust adults and such. So like the big kind of first one is an abusive teacher who kind of sees the school as his castle. So you go into the world, of the metaverse as it were, the Persona world, and you uh, try and well, he's a king of the castle, and you're trying to defeat him and free kind of all the people who he's been subjugating and abusing as a teacher in a position of power. And so the story continues from there. It's uh, it's definitely worth, if you like JRPGs, definitely worth checking out. Although if you don't have access to uh, PS4, you're out of luck. So if you don't, you might want to try Persona 4 Golden on Steam. But enough of that one. I've talked about enough about Persona today. Let's talk about one that, Laura, I know you'll have played. Batman Arkham Asylum, which came out on oh, PC yeah. in 2009 on this day.
1: Right. I have a weird memory that the PC version may have been terribly broken when it first launched, but I might. Some of broken. them
0: have been. I don't know if Asylums was. I know yeah, the most not, recent one was.
1: I always associate Batman on PC is broken, but <laughs> that's aside, Batman Arkham Asylum, fantastic game, fantastic game series in general across the board. It literally is the ideal. They found the ideal formula for a Batman game. You want to be a badass bat. You want to be the badass Batman, and it got everything right. The whole. Um, I would say stealth, but the whole you know hanging from the ceilings and dropping down and getting unsuspecting guards and making sure you don't get caught out. But then also when you go into the um, combat bits, it's really satisfying. Less you know compared to a game like Assassin's Creed, where I just feel a bit like, eh. um,
0: yeah, Assassin's Creed is a lot of kind of sit with sword out, wait for enemy to attack, parry yeah, stuff, parry stuff.
1: I feel a bit more tactical with. Batman Arkham Messiah maybe that's more me it may, but the game seems to encourage that sort of thing I just you know is it there's a is it this not Suicide Squad is it Suicide Squad game that's from the same people that's coming not the same people but it's the
0: oh, same, um, same what am I thinking of yes I'm
1: yeah. thinking,
0: like, I think yeah, it's Suicide Squad that's going again
1: yeah but when that game was announced, and it looked like Arkham Asylum, or and that sort of the Arkham games, I was like, you know what? I'm, I know I'm going to enjoy this because that's how good the Batman Arkham games were. Me, I hide, I hold them in quite high regard. Um, yeah, I don't think I can praise this game enough to be honest. I feel like it did everything I wanted
0: to on the tin. Yeah, it was definitely it's so, like one of the best received superhero games ever. And I know people to this day will still talk about the um, is it the scarecrow in that one in yeah. Asylum? Those levels, people still rave about those to me i just think
1: the whole i think the whole it just makes the game i like i think it found its style found its groove and it did like i said it's the same way when you look at marvel event i'm not going back to the games that just come out but you look at how people are so hyped because they have access to a lot of superheroes that people are fond of and comics and films and all that stuff it's a hard job to live up to that hype if you know what i mean so people know what they expect batman to be like and expect to be playing batman like yeah. And I feel to get it right is actually quite hard because people have such set ideas. Yeah. Kind of the same way I'm happy about the Spider-Man games, you know, because you feel like Spider-Man, but they feel completely different. The Batman games just get everything cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. like in, in the Batman games, you feel like Batman, and then in the best Spider-Man games, so uh, originally Spider-Man 2 back in the day, but obviously now um, Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, and Miles Morales soon. Can't wait to buy that. But, uh, mm. yeah, those kind of games which re- where you really kind of feel like you're a superhero or the superhero you're playing as really yeah, do kind like of stand Yeah, like it now. understands
1: the idea, the properties. It understands exactly what, it, you know what I mean? Because you could make a more fast-moving Batman game, but you wouldn't feel like Batman. I'm not saying I don't think Batman fears running, but he ain't exactly the fastest. You know
0: what I mean? I just, yeah, there are. I mean, there are several takes of Batman. Like, Arkham Asylum leans more into the grit. Like, I don't think it's uber gritty, but it leans more into kind of a darker style of Batman. It's not like, say, Brave and the Bold or 60s Batman, where it's a bit no, more we, goofy and like, this is ridiculous, a guy in a bat costume.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're going more like Christopher Nolan trilogy with Bale yeah. and stuff. Not as on as you said, it isn't the most.
0: No, you can, you can understand what people are saying in these games. Yeah oh 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 Shot fires
1: um but yeah um it's it's definitely going on that side of things without it being too terrifying or too
0: yeah aggressive it's it's definitely a series worth checking out if you haven't already and don't point at me and say slaser why have you not checked it out because shut up so (laughs) What what else came out on this day? So in 2017, we had the grand return of the Metroid franchise in Metroid Samus Returns, which was a remake of Metroid 2, which was originally on the Game Boy back in the day. So it was kind of interesting to see. I don't know. I didn't ever expect it like a Metroid 2 remake. I thought Super Metroid would be the one that they remade next. But no, it was, it was Metroid 2. It was it was good fun, like, nice to see that brought up to date. So in that one you have to kill a whole bunch of Metroids. Uh some of them like start off in like the basic Metroid form, but then they get more t- horrifying I guess as it goes on, get more into bigger and bigger monsters. It was also fun seeing this because this was coming out off of um the fan made uh, AM two R I think it was another Metroid 2 remake. So there were a lot of comparisons at the time between like how the fans did in like a kind of more modern 2D game in the Star of Zero mission. To Samus Returns, which is essentially two point five D, so everything's so it's all three D models and everything, but it's uh, still a two D game. I was also kind of one of the last teras of the three D S, really. So it was, but hey, then that also opened the door for Metroid Prime Four, which we'll get at some point. Have you ever played? Totally.
1: <laughs> have I ever played? Have I ever played? Have ever played game? any
0: Metroid game, Laura? <laughs> uh
1: have I ever played any um, Metroid Prime Hunters, which would come with the DS?
0: Oh, the uh, first hunt. Which... Yes, right.
1: Yeah, the one that was like the online little multiplayer
0: Yes, the, the one they kind of used to showcase some of the DS's yeah. facilities.
1: Uh, I don't think, other than seeing Metroid and Samus or whatever in um, Smash Bros, that's basically it for me. Like, it's always been a series that I know of, but I haven't played. Um, I don't know what it is, because I wouldn't say it doesn't appeal to me, I just, I don't know. It doesn't... In- Capture me, or doesn't engross me, or lure me. I don't know. I never feel tempted to buy it or try it, to be honest.
0: That's fair. That's fair. As I say, it's a kind of it's a different style of shooting beast compared to like your halos or your gears or anything. It's a lot more, especially a lot a lot more lonely and isolated because there's no like there's no one else really yakking to you, as it were. Yeah
1: not really selling the game there do you want a lonely isolated FPS? well no, no
0: some people like like that experience like it's a much more atmospheric than i would say halo that's right. i
1: think atmospheric is a better way to sell it the lonely and isolated game, i'm like wow that's such, she sounds like a fun girl
0: um, look man she's no, a man you gotta do what you gotta do
1: i feel like maybe one day i'll end up getting one i feel like it's a franchise that if it's then if a game's done to me right or advertised right i probably might end up giving it a go if that makes sense I don't, I don't know. I've always feel like Metroid's quite an unloved... It's kind of a neglected series for Net- Nintendo. Everyone talks very highly of it, but I don't feel like it gets the acclaim that, like, you and Zelda. You know what I mean?
0: They I tend like Nintendo tend to not be that hot on their... I don't want to say necessarily say more Western-facing franchises, but, like, they have a couple where it probably appeals more in, like, the West than it would in the East, so, like, Metroid, Advance Wars, um, F-Zero. Yeah. And
1: I just... I find it quite odd, because at one point, Sorry, if you had to listen, list Nintendo characters like obviously Metroid, Saint Samus is one of the people characters you name. But in yeah. terms of her, the game series, Metroid, it's just not on the same level as like your Mario and your Zelda, and I just find it very odd.
0: There's Mario, there's that green kid Zelda, there's uh, Metroid herself, you know the guy, the girl in the armor. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but,
1: what? I think the tune gets more love sometimes. I say uh, that it
0: does so but. it did a uh, modern franchise so yeah but uh one more we got one more back i was surprised Ooh. about this one so back in 2015 this was the day that undertale hit steam and graced us with its presence
1: that just uh, makes me think that i've had five years and i've wasted five years not playing it still it's always been on the i'll play that soon
0: yeah this is so this is a game where i see people banding it about as a game of the decade contender that's kind of the level it's batting at it's, I know it was
1: a game of the year contender, but I haven't not played it myself. A game of the decade I always find awkward, because so much happens in a decade across the gaming landscape that I always find it very hard
0: Yeah, I think it's because it's such a definitive like standout experience, so it's Maybe. it's kind of like an RPG but it's kind of not because the whole idea of the game is you can talk to everyone and you can talk your way out of every combat scenario uh, peace, you can choose the path of peace basically, the pacifist, as they call it or you can go like bulls to the wall and slaughter everything that moves, uh, in like the uh, genocide style playthrough. Or you can go somewhere in the middle. Like it's a game that kind of really accommodates that and rewards you for just kind of talking and investigating everything. There are there is so much great humour. Like so people say it's inspired by like Mother or Moon, and it has a lot of that kind of like self parody, like get referential humour. Like you will go into a shop and you will go, I want to sell stuff. And they'll be like, why would I buy this crap? No, no, <laughs> you keep it. You can talk to rocks and they'll talk back. <laughs> there's a little quest about taking a piece of a snowman on a grand journey across the continent. There are dogs everywhere. And you win those fights by petting the good doggo. There, is, There's so much to undertale. It is such a magical experience. It is, I would say, the best well-written game. And I use that as in it's a well-written game. It is a game that understands it is a game. It is not trying to be a A Hollywood experience like, say, the Naughty Dog titles or anything. It gets it's a game and it has the best writing because it gets it's a game. You, you'll understand if you play it. Like it, is the, probably the way to phrase it. But it definitely, it understands it's a game. Its story revolves around game mechanics at times. Like, there's determination, which kind of relates to your ability to save in the game and you can save at any point so don't worry that's well save at any of the save points so don't worry this isn't restricted saving but uh it's it's one hell of a ride and it's one I would definitely recommend like if i played it the year it came out it probably would have been my game of the year which is impressive because that was the life is strange year so uh I, yeah i love undertale more people should play undertale it's available on pretty much everything <laughs> now play undertale laura have you played undertale
1: no, and you bought
0: it for me. Did I? Oh my god, I did. Oh, I forgot uh, that. Yeah, I, I
1: bought, bought it, it
0: <laughs> for you, and if I remember correctly, you were like, my laptop can't run this. And I was like, Laura, yeah, it's I'm... Pixel Art. No, I
1: know, but it runs out. I've got a decent laptop now, gaming-wise. Um, I could set to play it. I probably will play it. I want to play it. It's just one of those games I know when I start I don't want to stop and start, and that's what puts me off with it. And I know that sounds really stupid.
0: No, I get it's like, that. I it's not... I'll it's be not fully too long an
1: experience. To that's... It. Yeah, that's what I want. I just want to be fully committed to playing it and just do do that. But then I also get distracted by new. Sh- I, I actually—that's yeah, a lie. I don't get distracted by new and shiny. I'm not you or <laughs> Um I just get distracted by other games in my backlog, or I end up playing something I've played to death, like FIFA. Or... And then it, oh, I just, don't, yeah.
0: That's yeah, that's fair. But uh, as I say, Undertale... I do want to get to it yeah undertale definitely worth checking out, and hey maybe maybe we'll stick that in free stuff one of these days if it's free on any of the platforms, I don't think it has been yet yeah, I feel actually. like
1: as soon as it becomes free on anything yes
0: i yeah sure i' I'm no complaints here, but you know I've already played it and beaten it, so I'll happily do it again and wax lyrical on it. But uh, that's that kind of covers over hot games that were on this day. If there was a game that came out on September fifteenth that you think we missed out on, we should talk about. Hey, why not at us on Twitter at behind lagging? Let us know or let us know what you think of like Batman, Undertale, Persona, or Metroid. But uh, for now, we're going to jump into our final segment for the day, the Revisitation Station. And for this episode, what with uh, that hot new Mario game, and by hot new Mario I mean hot old Mario is coming out in a couple of days, we thought, well, that's a perfect game to talk about right there. Let's talk about Super Mario 64, and uh, probably its DS remake as well, Super Mario 64 DS. Cunning name, that one. Uh, So, Laura, I guess I'll open with you, let's ask you, Um, (laughs) when did you first play Super Mario 64? The uh, Nintendo uh, 64
1: platformer. Yeah, I played it on the Nintendo 64, so Ooh. that helps me narrow it down. I was young. <laughs> I want to say seven or eight, but I feel like that's the generic age. I used just the label my Nintendo 64 experience.
0: Yeah, no, and that I don't even know how seems accurate about right. Is.
1: I feel like around then, um, I think it was my first Mario game. Can't see it not being... I, I tell you what, it may not have been my first Mario game, in terms, I might have played other stuff, but it was always like someone else plays it, and I'm just yeah. there watching, or I play a little bit. But it's that I think this is the first one I sat down and played by myself.
0: Um I stay. I'm pretty sure this was my first Mario, like unless I, because I'm not. I might have played like Mario Kart before it, but I'm not really counting that. But it was definitely like I think I played this the first time when I've been. true. when did I get into gaming? Ninety-nine. So uh, that would have been probably like nine or ten when I first played this and you know picked it up because this was the hotly acclaimed masterpiece 3d platformer that you had if you owned a nintendo 64 why wouldn't you own this why wouldn't you own ocarina so as i say I All picked right it up don't go
1: there.
0: no 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 thing. we're not we're not coming down but it was that kind of level of like if you own this system yeah. why would you not own this,
1: this is game a, this is essential this is your um your playstation hit equivalent i'm trying to think what nintendo's they called what they call their um
0: playstation hit equivalent range uh like their classics lineup i can't remember but yeah. yeah this was you, their. you know what i mean this was their big one i mean heck um apologies if i misremember the story but i'm pretty sure they delayed the nintendo 64 coming out so they could ensure this game was as good as it could be and ready for its launch like i'm pretty sure this was you'll probably never see a nintendo 64 launch menu episode from us because if i remember correctly there were three games and this was one of them so we just spend all the know, time for talking a short about podcast. that India, <laughs> to be like oh man if we've only got like spare 10 minutes the podcast be like yep let's do yeah. that one but uh yeah this was as i say so i played this for the first time it was nine or ten and i'm not gonna lie i was terrible at this as a kid i could i like i got some of the way through it i feel like i got to the final bowser fight but it was a struggle i, I think
1: i finished it I, this is the, this thing you're saying you feel like you were terrible and stuff. I always feel I was a better gamer when I was a kid. It might be because I was gaming more and stuff like that, and kids pick up. But I always have. I never seemed to struggle with games when I was younger. And people always like, oh, they're like well, harder and stuff. But I'm not really confused. How I, am I worse
0: now? <laughs> I just think I don't. I understand that feeling. Like I feel like I peak My skills peaked more around the GameCube era when I was playing like Sunshine and that. But uh we
1: really had my best years by then so I was on, top, I was
0: on down. <laughs> down, down it was well it because like back in these days I was very Pokemon orientated Pokemon was my life, much as it still is in some ways, but uh I was really super like that was where my primary focus was and getting things like Mario or Zelda was kind of like a side thing of like, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess I could pick those up. People rave about those. But you know, give me that give me that new Pokemon game, give me Snap, give me uh, give me stadium. But uh yeah, I, I was just really like, I could do the early levels, but then I started getting to things like the desert level, the ghost man, booze mansion, um, the, bloody, the bloody lava level with the bully enemies who just push you off the platform. I could not... As a kid, I could not figure that out for the life of me of how to get around those things. I just... I was so bad at this game. But it has so many kind of cool, interesting levels, like... So, obviously, you jump into paintings to get there, so they were like, well, let's tweak about with that a bit. So there's, like, TikTok Clock will be one of people's most memorable ones where, depending on what the time on the clock is when you jump in, effects, like, will the level be fast-forward? Will it be in reverse? Will all the platforms have frozen? There's, um, bloody, uh, the one that's next to TikTok Clock. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's Wet Dry Land. I could be wrong. But the one that basically, depending on how high you jump into the painting, affects the water level in the level. And if you jump in at the top, it's higher than it could normally be in the level. So you get to actually use some stuff that you couldn't otherwise. There was just so much creativity in that game. It was just an astounding amount of things you could do. Do you have a, do fact, you have a particular... Oh, go on, sorry.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, the fact that I can remember bits of it... Well, this sounds really weird, but normally when we talk about old games, I have to Google stuff to trigger memories. <laughs> that yeah. sounds really bad. Like, but with this, I feel like... Um, this is where you tell me I've got the wrong game. Uh, the super mario 64 i obviously remember the opening letter with peach and stuff like that and being so amazed when we yeah, are outside the I've castle i a cake for you please come yeah. to the castle you're sincere yeah peach. i i remember reading that and i remember like running around the outside of the castle being so amazed you know oh on the grass god scenes. yes yeah that that's that simplicity of it just amazing like, oh my god there's so much space and running and jumping and all that stuff which says a lot about how far games have come but just like that would be well, no, People it's not now.
0: just that. Like that was kind of Nintendo's design philosophy. Of, like they always want to make these games to the point where just moving around and bam, bam, jumping and bouncing off things is fun, and that's kind yeah. of half the point of that first bit outside the castle. So you can get used to Mario's movement, and because obviously at the time 3D platforming was brand new and spanking and different. Yeah. So this so... was a perfect way to get players used to that and also have them discover the joy of controlling Mario.
1: And also just have your mind blown. So it's a great yeah. start when you have your mind blown when you first play it. Um, Like the other bit I was going to say is the, obviously, I think it's the first main sort of level is the King Bomb.
0: Uh, Yeah, bob on Mountain, I believe.
1: bob Yeah, throwing the little bombs off the edge and fighting <laughs> that big bomb with his, oh, I can't say his name. I, I read King it I just like, pop, bomb or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I can't do it, I'm sorry. But with the moustache and the whole that whole level and the simplicity of it, and I love, like, that's really fondly in my mind. And also the one with the little penguins you carry, with the ice <laughs> the
0: Yes, ice level. Uh, the... I forget what it is, the fourth <laughs> level. Yeah,
1: yeah, that always stands out in my mind. Getting you know I mean? picking up and putting stuff down, apparently, was my experience super Mario Sixty Four, and I loved it. Like...
0: Well, you, had, you had the slides in that level as well, so it was that one, and of course the royal slide, if you discovered you could jump in oh, one of the Princess Peach yeah. portraits.
1: Oh, oh my god, that was so cool. I mean, and also... I. Oh, you mentioned about the Bowser About I mean, um, swinging Bowser around by his tail.
0: Oh, my God, yes. Just so brilliant. You know, it
1: cracks me up. This is the thought. That was how you beat up Bowser. You're like, just swinging him round, like...
0: Yeah, and then, oh, my God, <laughs> like... That final battle as well, especially. Like, man, that gets really intense. Especially when he goes, like, I'm going to destroy half the stage. So you can't just, like, do what I used to do as a kid, where it's like, well, I'm going to do little swings, I'm going to get him near the bomb, and then like yeet him into the bomb no now you've got to huck him a mile with kind of blind and hope you get him into one of the bombs I remember as a kid like I think it took me like five attempts on that final spin to get him into one of them just every time going no please hit please (laughs) (laughs) hit
1: but that's the thing it always made you feel rewarded for completing bits of yes it. i know if i go back now and it's like easier, but you always felt like oh my god i'm so good because i just did it or it's like finally yes get in you know you get you do not get that as much with games now maybe i don't know i just feel maybe it's something you have as a kid maybe it's not the games maybe it's me but i just remember celebrating each bit i passed and stuff like that and it's just also the little details in mary like when you're talking to toad in the castle yeah I didn't know why. I always liked that. I was
0: like Toad. God damn, it' you're so wise. I it. It was it was a uh, fun hub world to explore. Like exploring Peach's Castle was just also part of the fun of it. Here's this location that I don't think had ever been like a Mario game before. Like obviously, you always assume that you know Mario and Peach go off to their castle and live happily ever after. But uh... I never
1: assumed. <laughs> I never gave. A... I just didn't care. well, f-
0: fair. But now you finally got to explore it for the first time. See all the Toads and everything. So. It was it was amazing to discover, and then amazing to rediscover back in two thousand and four or two thousand and five when the what? Nintendo DS came out.
1: I can't believe you're going to skip. I I honestly need to make a point before you touch on the DS. The By all means, to it go for it. Well, a um, when it was revealed, or oh, they edited, someone edited the coding to see Luigi could have been in the game originally and stuff like that. Did you not see all that news break? That uh, I mean,
0: he bad is bad. he is in the game. They just hid that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but someone broke it down and showed the coding and what he looked like. And
0: I mean, sure, stuff. sure. I mean, that had been rumoured for forever, so yeah, I was that Yeah, but they finally tracked
1: but... it and found it and then they got the audio, isn't it, one bit where he says, I'm hungry or just eating, and someone's like, well, it partners up better now. I was just, I mean, if Luigi had been in that game, we'd, that would have been insane. I mean, yeah, just want to touch on that, you know, what could have been if the year of Luigi came way earlier and he didn't get, you know, cut. <laughs> um... We could have had a decade of dominance from Luigi if it, it had all been different. Um, so there's that. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, obviously in terms of menus, with the whole pulling Mario's giant face. Oh
0: my god, yeah, I've forgotten why.
1: I feel like that's worth mentioning. I know it's not technically the game, but I used to have fun just messing about with his face and
0: popping yeah, his
1: nose.
0: Yeah, I kind of... I do
1: not really,
0: but it's... No, no, it's definitely worth mentioning game. because that was that's like an era that. where title menus like were a part of the get as much a part of the game as the rest of it we had like interesting title menus so um, and obviously this one is one of the best ones where you just pull at his face randomly and yoink his mustache and yank at his nose Mama mia! pretty much i mean heck i think that's been a mini game in like a couple of the mario Party since where they like you have to like rearrange mario's face to match up with like a, a an image in the exact same way you would in the 64 game so yeah, that was definitely yeah. definitely a good time. I just
1: thought we had to mention it, because when we were talking about that, and I was like, you know what was really great? The menu. <laughs> um,
0: and you, what games can you say that about, really? Where the I menu is a highlight? You.
1: I think the only time I've ever been blown away by a menu is for the wrong reasons. I think um, <laughs> there was there was an achievement for um, in the Simpsons game they did, I think it was 360 era, where you had to not press start or press start or something, and you got an achievement. That was literally the most exciting time I had on the menu since Mario, which is damn <laughs> wow. Um, yeah I just I don't know I like the creativity of it I like the fact they did stuff with the menu and I just feel I would like if more games did stuff like that now I yeah. know a lot of games are just like who needs a menu I mean everyone needs a menu guys it's just simplicity it makes the game more accessible
0: yeah just, I mean yeah. what better way to start getting your players invested than the first thing they'll see the menu well okay they see the loading screens first but you know the but menu yeah. <laughs> put them off on the I right think... foot yeah
1: and I just think it's nice to have a little bit of interactivity, because this is, oh, is going to sound even weirder, but if I'm playing a single-player game with someone else and I've left the room and they haven't booted up the game because so they don't want me to miss anything, it gives them something to do with that waiting time. I know that sounds really weird, because Mario's aimed at a younger market. If you've got a couple of siblings playing together, I don't know, it's just less... I don't know. I feel
0: like No, I, I, feel I like agree with that. Like, I love listening to menu like. music, because sometimes you'll have some real nice... like. <laughs> melodic tunes before the game starts proper it's like yeah this is this is nice
1: yeah but now you can go to the ds one i just want to make sure that i got vent- I, to fight
0: I mean ha- no hey i tell you what if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about the music then do you, do you have a particular <laughs> favorite song from the game laura that you can remember is there like a oh, level where the God. music just comes straight back to your mind immediately even though
1: is there a desert level with super Mario
0: 64 there are there is yes
1: I feel like the tune on the desert levels. The kind
0: yeah, of this is the cross one, cross one that goes like Wow, yeah. Wow, yeah.
1: Wow. This is across all Mario games, but generally if there's a desert level, I'm generally jamming to that tune. Because they all have like a tie in, like they're similar enough or the same sort of vibe and instrument, but yeah, I like the- <laughs> It sounds so bad. So no, no, it too, makes complete sense. Like, I just I always like the vibe it gave.
0: I always remembered um, Thwomp's Fortress one, which is like, so the one where you have to uh, kind of go to the top, you make your way past some moving platforms, you sneak past some piranha plants, I mean you have to ground, you have to make this giant, so the Thwomps are just essentially giant paving slab enemies with arms and legs that try and crush you, and you have to kind of like run underneath him as he's trying to crush you and then stomp on his back, and it was a level so good they brought it back in Galaxy, and maybe that's why I remember it, but just like that level to me, both music and the level, was just so brilliant to play through. But, yeah, it was fun that you mentioned Luigi earlier, because, uh, yeah, after when when Super Mario 64 DS came out, fans finally got their chance to do that, because you could play as Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, or Wario, and i Boy. luigi was the way to go because he had a spinning backflip that was bullshit and brilliant because it allowed me to actually beat the game 100 percent, which i couldn't do as he's a kid he's overpowered he is so overpowered like the ability to just backflip which is of the tourist jumps in the game to begin with and then slowly float down to wherever you need to go means you can just skip giant chunks of levels that you would never be able to do as mario and that made my life as uh 15 year old I wasn't how old I wasn't playing so much simpler to beat this game with and that really helped but hey it wasn't just those things they added like another 30 power stars to the game across a bunch of new levels uh, so uh, and you had the caps as power ups so you could um, pretend like you could make your character pretend to be Luigi or pretend to be Wario as it were some whole new levels There was just they added a whole bunch to it and like personally I prefer it to the original but again, maybe that's because I'm a babby and it lets me do easy mode Luigi. What do you? What do you? Do you have memories of the DS version, Laura?
1: Um, I'll briefly go. F- I remember being super excited because, like I said, like as an enthusiast before, I held it in the highest regard, and it was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get this on the DS, and it's like portable, and it's gonna be like the same sort of level of gravity. You know what I mean? My mind was blown. I was so of kind of sells you on the DS. You know what I mean? yeah uh so I remember being very excited and i just remember being amazed to be honest how it kind of you know like right, this is gonna sound worse now when you play an old game you're like you play it and you always have that little disappointment because you've always bettered it in your mind this less so. i know they added stuff like you say the other characters and that but the ds one was just as fun playing as on the n64 um i think that's the greatest compliment i can give it
0: yeah, it's uh-huh. to me. It was impressive. It still worked so well. So obviously, N sixty four. One of the big things was you have a control stick now, so you could move your Mar- Mario, move your Mario, so you can mm-hmm. move Mario around in like full three hundred and sixty degrees. But DS obviously doesn't have that. It just has a D pad, so and obviously a touchscreen as well to do some stuff with. So you'd feel that, like it wouldn't control as well. But I still, ha- I had no problem controlling it. I still thought control was nice and smooth with the S version
1: yeah basically that I don't know I feel like when you have the bar so high and they do a remake or even release, even if they add new stuff you always probably are more likely to be disappointed than anything else just because of how high you set the bar in your mind so yeah the DS version was really nice I feel like I didn't really play as the other characters I think I might have done Luigi but I don't remember playing as Yoshi um,
0: uh, so Yoshi honestly Yoshi's best use was in the multiplayer that that game had so you had kind of a star battle kind of thing, which was essentially you had a couple of minutes where you, there's like five different stars set on a couple of different levels, like um, Peach's World Slide is one of them. And then I think that's the one I played the most of, so it's the one I remember. But uh Sorry, they ha-
1: Peach's World Slide. I just thought Peach's Worldwide, like a gimmick. Royal Britain. Slide, yeah. Laura.
0: Yeah, Lord
1: that's what God. I really said, Peach Worldwide. World I was like, nice. Uh,
0: arrah, arrah, arra, arra! But anyway... Um, yeah, no, but that was that was really good fun. I remember spending a lot of like bus journeys uh, back in the days of bus busing to school, playing that with a couple of friends, and discovering the fun glitch of Yoshi, that Yoshi could go up Peach's slide, which no other character <laughs> could really do, because he has like the he has like I think it's called the butterfly jump, where he kind of like goes down but then comes back up. So you do that, you ground pound, then you jump again, and you can actually make your way up the slide doing this, and it's brilliant. And it's so broken because if you had enough stars that other people couldn't catch you, and you got far enough up, they were fucked. They couldn't get you. It's great.
1: Yoshi can go up Peach's slide
0: is the weirdest thing you render. Thanks, content. Laura. We're a PG family show. Are oh, we? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, there you go. That's ruined. <laughs> but no, and oh to be fair, one of the other crazy things about it now is when you look at it because it would only been about. 10 or so years between the games but you go from the N64 cartridges which are great bulky things like probably if you've got a Nintendo Switch they're not that quite that big but like they're probably about as the same size as the monitor on your Nintendo Switch that's about how big an N64 cartridge was down to the DS cartridges which are little tiny little things about the size <laughs> of an SD card and it's like damn they fit all of that into this tiny thing and to be fair, that's gonna happen again when the Switch one comes out, which will have that and the Sunshine and the Galaxy on yeah, like, like a micro SD card.
1: <laughs> so mind blowing because oh, those Nintendo Sixty Four cartridges could probably have killed a man if you threw it hard enough. Probably, um,
0: yeah.
1: nicest <laughs> way. <laughs> they were solid, um, yeah, and it is insane to see how far we've come in that sense. That a whole this whole amazing game is now one of three on a selection and even on its own in the tiny ds wave was that 2005 yeah oh four
0: oh like, five for the ds version yeah
1: um yeah and it's just insane like that's how long ago it was available to put on such a small um i do not say platform small uh, <laughs> cartridge. memory yeah cartridge thank
0: you <laughs> yeah and obviously it's come a long way since then so from 64 you had sunshine on the gamecube galaxy one on the wii I feel like there was a Galaxy 2 but it wasn't in that Nintendo Direct, so I must be imagining that one. But uh, there was that one, and then obviously into 3D Land on the 3DS, 3D World on the Wii U, Odyssey on the Switch, and now we're getting the collection, so you'll be able to play almost all 3D Mario's on the Switch. I, w-
1: I will say to you, uh-huh. you feel like Super Mario 64 is like the purest, purest Mario they did in the sense, right But that- Obviously, Sunshine has the gimmick of cleaning with flood and everything. Yes. Galaxy's the gimmick of being in space. Um, I'm not sure what Odyssey's gimmick is. I don't know what it's called. it. Odyssey. Hat. Would you say
0: Odyssey? Odyssey is the hat where you can um, possess other things. Oh, so yeah, yeah, can... yeah,
1: it's the hat. But would you say, even though, because it's just the hat, that maybe that's replaced the Super Mario 64 experience? No. that's what I was going to because, because of how... You see what I mean, though? Because it's like Super Mario 64 is the basic Mario done amazingly well but then since then the successful ones have had to have gimmicks tagged on top to make it feel like a whole
0: different experience well uh, i'd argue that's because nintendo don't like making the same game again so always try to do something different to them there's no real point in just making another Super Mario 64 unless they have a reason to do it like so hence why sunshine has flood which was controversial at the time and at the time people were like the best levels are the ones where you don't have him and they're idiots but um, honestly, probably the most pure follow-up to 64 is probably Galaxy 1, because that's another one where you have power-ups, which 64 has with the different hats, which you didn't even touch on, like the invisible hat, the metal hat, the flying cap. Uh, so, like, whereas so, Galaxy has, like, the boom mushroom and all of that. And while you are in space, it's not like... Like, there are levels that utilize the fact that it's low gravity, but essentially you are still just going around platforms. It's just instead of this Bob on mountain, you're going around a planet instead. So I'd probably say Galaxy is the pure one, 'cause then 3D World is all about going through more 2D Mario levels, but in 3D, and you're a cat. And Odyssey is more about kind of it's more open worldy, sort of like a little like Sunshine was. And it's more about exp- like discovering little things and experiencing moments. So, that, yeah, if, you, if you're if you asking for, like, the purest Mario game after 64, it's probably Galaxy. Ooh, okay.
1: I just wonder, because, like, like I said, it's just... It's a weird thing that I would recommend just playing Super Mario 64 to people now.
0: Yeah, that's... Like,
1: which is a testament to the game. Because sometimes, like, you look at a lot of game series, ziz ziz um, and you basically recommend the latest one, or maybe the one before. For example, if you decide, if you take out the story of, like, say, Mass Effect, um, as in the sense that it's a trilogy, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you take that, I'm not going to recommend Andromeda or whatever to anyone. I'm going to not recommend three or one. I'd be like, go play two for the ultimate experience. Whereas with Super Mario, with Mario, you do recommend. You do all of them are highly rated, but a part of me would be like, look, go play with Mario sixty four. There's been ones that are technically more impressive in some regards and have all, the other ones have great stuff about them. But I'd be like, yeah, you still want to play Super Mario 64 if you
0: can. I mean, yeah, it's a thing where I would probably say they're all still worth playing and hopefully people discover that when the game comes out in a couple of days. Like, just because it's a game from like now, almost 25 years ago, do not sleep on Mario 64. It's still one of the most iconic 3D platformers ever made that really kick-started a whole genre in its wake Mm. so absolutely definitely worth a play any other any last little fun mario 64 moment you want to share before we uh bring that to a close
1: uh any fun super mario i feel like i covered it because i'm like i think i've covered everything i I loved about it i do regret you speaking about the multiplayer not doing more of the multiplayer on the ds i feel like i missed that experience but um
0: yeah that's fair as i say it was i was in an environment where i had like several friends on the bus playing ds games like that was how we played ended up playing a whole load of Bomberman and a whole load of Advance wars and stuff like that which obviously that i don't know, like <laughs> i don't know if you had that chance or anything so
1: uh no i mean i think the only time we was on a coach playing all that we played mario kart I yeah i mean yeah <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> that's entirely it. reasonable mario kart yeah. is you know the big iconic thing but certainly when the ds came out it was like that was probably one of our go-to games for it but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And, uh, all I'll warn you now in advance is, uh, fuck Rainbow Ride. That level is hell. I hate it. I hated it as a kid. I hate it as an adult. I'm gonna hate it as a more of an adult, no doubt, when it comes out and I'm playing it again. Just, uh, brace yourself for that one. <laughs> Do you remember Rainbow Ride, Laura? I
1: have a vague memory of The one on where it. you're I on flying like-
0: carpets. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like I've repressed
0: this memory, so I don't want to it. <laughs> I it. Sorry, I'll, uh, I'll leave that <laughs> be. But uh, if, if you have opinions on Super Mario 64, our Super Mario 64 DS, or just the Mario franchise in general, there's a bunch of different ways you can let us know. Uh, the easiest one would be to follow us on Twitter and give us a tweet at BehindLagging, where you can always find out the latest goings-on from the three of us, uh, progress we're making on Sonic Mania, and just also let you know when the next episodes are out of our show. Although, if you do need to know, it's every other Tuesday. And it's available on Spotify, Apple, or Anchor.fm. So make sure you subscribe if you're on Apple. Uh, follow, isn't it, on Spotify, I remember? Yes, it is. Yeah, you can. Pretty, pretty you yeah. follow. Yeah. And then while you're there, why not uh, give us a review? of? And, you know, not not that I should influence your decision or anything, but I'd, I'd, I'd bye say bye, five baby. stars. I'd say five stars, Yeah. <laughs>
1: five stars
0: baby yeah but uh what about if you just want to follow us as individuals well laura where are you available on the interwebs
1: you can probably find me at laura law across multiple platforms across multiple medias across it all
0: (laughs) you sounded so downbeat about that i mean i know
1: you're you're
0: as bad as a certain (laughs) other person on the other podcast i hope you're like oh if you must find me
1: you must follow me on twitter to get my insights and see the latest score for a certain football team who i don't want to talk about at this moment in time you can find me on twitter <laughs> if you want gaming content well say the re the uh podcast
0: twitter shortly i'm sure i did that like a moment ago laura Keep i
1: know right? but i said replug. i said replug. plug
0: oh, so how many plugs do you want uh, well, okay. I'll tell you what, here's one more. It's my Twitter, at SlazoKing, which you can follow, and you can see me talk usually about gachas or random tweets about gaming events that are happening, like the, uh, Uber Soft Ford one that happened a couple of days ago. You can see my opinions on stuff like, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, I think it's called. I don't know. <laughs> Gods and Monsters was a nice name. I could say that one. Now it's this weird name. but uh, you can, you can see my opinions on stuff like that. And again, if you want to follow our show's Twitter, it is at behind lagging, not at lagging behind. It's at behind lagging. And, uh, if you want to follow the boy Squiggy, who couldn't be here today, he is no longer at Geordie Squires, because that would be nice and easy to remember. He is now at, at John, John J. J Squires, and that's John without a H. So that's J O N J S Q U I R E S. I always forget that people spell John with a H because I'm so used to Squiggy. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's over there now. So uh, not at Geordie Squires, at John J Squires. And hopefully Mr. John J Squires will be joining us again in two weeks for our next episode. So until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Queen O'Leary. And we will see you next time. Au revoir.